0: (laughs) Nigga, 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 Hello, Nickelodeon fans, and welcome to This Week in Nickelodeon History, where we are covering every Nickelodeon show that either started or ended between the times of August 8th and August 14th. Uh, this is actually a big week, a big episode, a big moment. This is the first podcast I get to record inside of my own home, um, and uh, that's just the technicality. Uh, I've lived here for about five years, years or six years now and uh, unfortunately it was co-owned between me and another person and as of today it is officially just mine so this is a big deal but an even bigger deal to beyond where I live is that this week we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of the Nicktoons. The, the whole Nicktoons brand started this week 30 years ago. Uh, Nickelodeon was an entity before the nicktoons but the nicktoons helped give nickelodeon their identity see what i did there Now, Nickelodeon had original programming before they started delving into animation, but man, did they reach new heights of popularity when they did and and practically made Nickelodeon a staple in every home around the country during the 90s. Now, as time went on and there was just more and more and more and more and more children's entertainment cropping up on television, cropping up as streaming services, cropping up as the internet, I mean YouTube you know now these tv companies have to compete with the 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 parents who put their kids in front of a youtube channel and it just plays through a playlist throughout the entire day it's it's a rough time in 2021 um in terms of trying to get your content seen but at the same time there's more eyes out there on the internet but uh, to go back to the Nicktoons, this, if you were a kid in the 90s, there was at least one Nicktoon you probably really liked. Um, when you talk to somebody like me, if, if they're from the 90s, like that grouping, that golden age of Nickelodeon, to me, all of them are quality in their own special way. I, of course, would have a listing of where they fall, but the special thing is, is that out of the Nicktoons' brand, each and every one of us can find a show that we absolutely adore for one reason or another, and that show sticks with us as time goes on. That moment in our lives as we're children, you know, soaking up as much information as we can, watching as much entertainment as we can. We were in really good hands with Nickelodeon in the 90s, and we are in still good hands with Nickelodeon in 2021. Uh, A lot of current-day Nickelodeon owes itself to the Nicktoons branding, the Nicktoons themselves, the three juggernauts that we will get to later on in the episode since we usually start from what's current going further back. But given that it was the 30th anniversary of the entire Nicktoons just lineup, I mean, we, we have to we have to start with that. I, I couldn't withhold that for an entire podcast, but. Uh, Let's get through this, everybody. Uh, We're, of course, starting with a Nicktoon, rightfully so. As three years ago, on August 11th, 2018, the Nicktoon Pig Goat Banana Cricket finished its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Dave Cooper and Johnny Ryan, the show was made up of two seasons and 40 episodes. Five years ago, on August 13th, 2016, Legendary Duda's finished its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Kevin Jakubowski, the show ran for one season and six episodes. Eight years ago, on August 12th, 2013, the Nick Jr. show Paw Patrol... Premiered on Nick Jr., uh, man, this show has really become another juggernaut. Nick Jr. They usually have like these big tentpole shows that just yeah. You know, they had Blue's Clues, and then it was Dora the Explorer for so long. Uh, I I don't what was what was after Dora that really hit big on Nick Jr. Maybe I'm thinking of something else, but I I know that Paw Patrol has just increasingly grown in popularity over the last eight years that it has been on the air Um, it has run for eight seasons of 188 episodes it is created by Keith Chapman and currently the Paw Patrol movie is going to be uh, opening up on August 12th in theaters and I believe on the same day it's dropping on Paramount Plus so if you're a if you're a parent out there and your your kids looking to watch this movie there's an easy way to access it at home but I imagine if you're a parent out there with Paramount Plus you've been bombarded with the uh, with the advertisements for this movie uh, good for them I I got to say as a fan of animation as a fan of television animation I always love to see when a show can have its own theatrical movie. I'll always support that, even if I don't uh, go and see the movie. That's, the movies themselves. I'm just not in the demographic. Um, unless, look, if I was getting paid to review Paw Patrol the movie, then it really wouldn't be that bad to go up to a movie. Th- I don't even want to see Paw Patrol the movie. But I want the movie to be successful because I want there to be more movies based off of television shows, based off of cartoons. There is still... There is still a market out there for this stuff. I mean, you know, hey, look, they're about to make Avatar movies in theaters. If they made an Avatar The Last Airbender feature film with Aang and his friends going on an adventure, that thing is going to make... A ton of money. Uh, if they were to go back and make other Nicktoons, I would actually rather see like Paramount Plus movies with like Danny Phantom. But look, if they were to make a Danny Phantom movie in theaters, I would see that at least four weeks in a row. You would get four movie tickets out of me with that kind of release. But uh, hopefully, Paw Patrol does well. Uh, the the brand itself just continues to thrive. It's a massive. Uh, part of Nick Jr., a massive part of Nickelodeon. Certainly those characters, just kind of like Dora the Explorer herself, which we'll get into, uh, just has has just gone past the Nick Jr. moniker and has just been a part of the Nickelodeon branding. So uh, congratulations, guys, over at the Paw Patrol team. Also, eight years ago, on August 7th, 2013, the show Wonder Pets finished its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Josh Selig, the show ran for three seasons and 62 episodes, including two shorts. Uh, For those who don't remember uh, watching Nick Jr. around the time of like 2004, uh, my brother was actually born in 2004. So as far as content uh, going on in the house when he was in the room, it was a lot of noggin. It was a lot of Nick Jr. in the morning. It was a lot of PBS in the afternoon. Um, They had these, these shorts with this little guinea pig escaping its habitat inside of a school and it would go on little adventures um i remember them airing this thing these little like commercial breaks with this guinea pig so many times and I know I had to have seen it a bunch because I remember when Wonder Pets was announced as a show coming out, I it immediately, like, I know that guinea pig. That's the same guinea pig from those little those little shorts that would air in between commercial breaks. And then what do you know? It, it actually it was the same guinea pig. And uh, it wasn't just a guinea pig. Linny, the guinea pig, was followed by Tuck the Turtle and Ming Ming the Duckling, three little uh, school pets who would go on adventures saving other animals around the world in their little ship. It was a cute show. I'd watch it with my brother uh because at this point when this show was on he was about like two or three this is this is ripe age for this kind of content so uh yeah I would watch alongside with him it was a it was a very harmless show very fun show Uh, I imagine it still holds up for a younger audience it's got a very distinct art style that stands out Uh, still in 2021 so If nothing else, it has one of the catchiest theme songs, uh, in my opinion, for a a show aimed at a a very young demographic. Fifteen years ago, on August 13th, 2006, the Nickelodeon show Just for Kicks... Finished its run for one season of thirteen episodes, created by Alana Senko. It was also developed by Whoopi Goldberg, who I I honestly I didn't realize this was a thing. Um, Now, as far as that goes, how does someone uh, how much control does Whoopi have in this product scene? I who knows. Um, when you kind of listen to the stories, when it comes to like producers and writers and how, sometimes someone could literally do one thing and they just get full credit for it. So apparently it was a very obscure show for a while. Um, it, it only just, I mean, Hey, look, if you only aired for one season of 13 episodes, you're, you're going to become an obscure show unless you get a cult following over time. Uh, but apparently this show is so obscure that uh, people thought that this show was lost, that there was just no recordings of it whatsoever. Now, that comes with an asterisk because now Nickelodeon still has, I imagine, any show they've aired uh, saved somewhere, or at least they should. That's not to say that they do because I imagine there might be something somewhere in the history of Nickelodeon that just is legitimately lost and gone forever. But they aired this show pretty pretty late at a time where they were keeping they were definitely keeping tapes and keeping things around uh but uh May 2nd 2016 nearly 10 years after its original premiere the entire series was uploaded onto YouTube so the entire thing like see there you go we didn't have to wait that long it wasn't it wasn't lost it's just nobody was uploading just for kicks on YouTube 17 years ago, on August 10th, 2004, we saw the premiere of Blues Room, the full-fledged spin-off series of Blues Clues. Running for two seasons and 17 episodes, the show was created by Tracy Page Johnson and Angela Santomero. During the later seasons of Blues Clues, just like with any show that is, is on the air for a significant amount of time, you have to keep things fresh. And the introduction of Blues Room and what it was, was a way to help bring some freshness two blues clues uh in the same vein of elmo's world of sesame street if you were a parent or a kid who grew up during that era of sesame street then you'll know that like the last 15 or 10 minutes of every sesame street episode ended with an elmo's world segment like the entire show would just move over have a new intro of elmo's world and then it would just be elmo for like the last bit of the show um, Blue's Clues went a similar route with Blue's Room. Uh, they had a a special premiere, like a bigger, longer episode to lead up to this moment in which Blue would eventually talk. I think it might have even been a, a PM premiere just to get the most eyes on. On this new character But essentially the entire episode of Blue's Clues Led up to Blue finding this magic music box And when Blue would open up this magic music box She would enter in to her own little special room Which would then be known as Blue's Room Uh, Blue inside of this room would become a puppet So she would be a puppet And she would have puppet friends In the other parts of the room That pretty much just existed inside of this room And as a puppet, Blue would be able to talk and interact with the audience, really, for the first time beyond her usual manners of communication with the audience. Um, Blue's Room then just became a normal segment for the end part of any Blue's Clues episode. They would play Blue's Clues a lot quicker, and then Blue would just kind of just shove off to the right and then go over to Blue's Room and hang out there for a while. Eventually, the show was just brought into its own concept of just running up as Blue's Room. Uh, It was now a half-hour show and just took place entirely inside of Blue's Room and even brought in Joe from the real world and brought him into Blue's Room as well. Uh, Blue's Room itself had its own gimmick in which Blue was eventually going to meet her younger brother, uh, which went through an entire episode in which she meets a younger male puppy. um, And throughout the entire episode, you then realize that he was the younger brother all along. But I don't know. Mind you, this takes place all within Blue's room. So it was very weird that Blue has a brother, but then you would, you know, blues clues would exist that character doesn't come out into that world but it all exists in this magic music box but joe is also able to get in there too the blues clues universe is certainly a scary one um but yeah it it, two seasons 17 episodes uh i i don't i think this really just kind of put um a band-aid on the end of blues clues i think they just wanted to see how how much more a different medium could be brought out from this world and it really is a smart idea i I don't think blues clues needed to necessarily end or really change just kind of evolve which they would eventually do bringing in the uh, new character josh on the on the newest version iteration of blues clues blues clues and you Seventeen years ago, on August 8th, 2004, the Brothers Garcia finished its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Jeff Valdez and also Mike and Gibby Savalos, the show ran for four seasons and 52 episodes, including a TV movie. Uh, Recently this year, in 2021, co-creator Jeff Valdez announced that he had obtained the rights to make a sequel series and then that the reboot, or sequel series, was ordered by Paramount+, Plus, which is just super smart. The Brothers Garcia, for its time, was a very popular show on Nickelodeon. Uh, four seasons and 52 episodes for a live-action comedy on Nickelodeon is actually pretty good numbers. I Some shows, as I've mentioned, just for kicks, went for one season. This went for a while, and I specifically remember the TV movie. I don't remember any specific episodes, but I remember... Really enjoying the TV movie. So uh maybe it's time to revisit the show since the reboot is out. Probably probably gonna wait until I see a trailer before I get that excitement of like, all right, now I'm gonna sit through and binge watch a four-season show. But eighteen years ago, on August sixteenth, two thousand three, Scaredy Camp finished its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Liz Becker, the show ran for two seasons of 10 episodes and was a reality show that took children competing against each other to find clues about urban legends that surrounded the summer camp that they were attending. I don't remember the second season of this show, but I remember catching the final three episodes on the last night of the first season Uh, I think they aired a marathon up until the finale. So when I started catching the marathon, uh, it was pretty much right at like the second or third to last episode, watched it up to the finale. And it was a pretty entertaining show. Not enough that I started watching season two, but I'm a big fan of Halloween. I'm a big fan of horror. Uh, I I like scary stuff. Uh, This show uh, it didn't do it for me for the most part. I liked the, the effort that the producers, at least this is like, trust me, this is memory from like 18 years ago. So if I'm wrong, uh, but if I remember correctly at the time, I was impressed with the level of production that they, they went around like with this camp to make these urban legends feel real or these or these clues they were finding i don't know there was there was something about it i liked i think it's a concept that could even still work in today's day and age it just has to be tweaked a little bit uh you know to make like an internet kind of like five nights at freddy's type twist And uh, probably the first of two Far From Homes that we're getting this year, Uh, 18 years ago on August 9th, 2003, the as told by Ginger TV movie Far From Home premiered on Nickelodeon. 21 years ago on August 14th, 2000, Dora the Explorer premiered on Nick Jr., This, when you talk about like legendary Nick Jr. shows that just transcend the fact that they're from Nick Jr., you talk about Blue and you talk about Dora the Explorer. Those two were massive hits of their time. No one can underestimate Dora the Explorer's power over the time that she was on television. Uh, the show was created by Chris Gifford, Valerie Walsh Valdez, and Eric Weiner. The show ran for eight seasons and 178 episodes had a few spin-offs, a spin-off featuring Dora's cousin Diego titled Go Diego Go, another spin-off uh, titled Dora and Friends into the City which featured a older Dora trying to catch on those those kids right when they're leaving that demographic of watching Dora the Explorer but like no no stay with the character she's she's into makeup now. Uh, eventually, we got a live action film about Dora the Explorer. We have a live action TV series coming to Paramount Plus. Dora still lives on in our culture in 2021 and is going to continue to move on. I will not be surprised one day when there is a Dora the Explorer CGI show announced for Paramount Plus or Nick Jr. I mean, it's only inevitable. And honestly, with the animation style that Klasky Chupo went with, Rugrats I honestly think following adapting that style to Dora would look really well and make those colors pop and whatnot but uh you know it really would make sense for the character since the entire original like show was that this was on a a computer you know computer graphics have have updated in the uh, last 21 years there Dora Next up, we have our three big guns. The main event of today's episode, Uh, 30 years ago on August 11th, 1991, we had the premiere in order of the first three Nicktoons. First up, we have Doug, created by Jim Jenkins ran for uh, four seasons and 52 episodes on Nickelodeon, would eventually, two years later, get picked up by Disney. Disney would go on to purchase Jumbo Pictures, which was Jim Jenkins' uh, company, and they would attain the rights to Doug, who would go on to have another three seasons on television and a feature film. Uh, so Doug had quite the run there, even beyond his Nickelodeon days, uh, but he is still a beloved Nicktoon in my heart. He will always be associated with the Nickelodeon brand. Uh, and, and I hope I hope Jim Jenkins is doing well these days, Doug himself. I would love to see Doug return in some way, shape, or form. Now that they have Disney+, Plus and they're looking for content, they brought back Phineas and Ferb. We, we should have a Doug Disney+. Disney Plus uh, movie. Why is this? It's got to be. I got to imagine that there's some people out there who can pretty much replicate that style of animation from the early '90s in a computer fairly cheap. I, I'm I'm hopeful that uh, Disney does something with Doug down the line, uh, or at least lets Nickelodeon do something with him because that character deserves to have uh, another nostalgia run out there in stores. Uh, Next up, we have Rugrats, created by Arlene Klasky, Gabar Chupo, and Paul Germain. The show ran for nine seasons 172 episodes, three feature films, two spin off television shows, and two spin off DVD movies. The Rugrats are one of the biggest Nickelodeon shows in the company's history. And, you know, no matter what, will always be a major part to their success. Uh, The Rugrats, the Rugrats are legendary in our culture. I mean, everybody knows about the Rugrats. It's not like this is a cartoon that just has been... You know under the covers under the rug for the last 30 years the Rugrats have maintained popularity throughout generations upon generations and now they're entertaining a whole new crop of kids on Paramount Plus thanks to the revival you know where other people shy away from revivals like that reboots. I'm like, good, because if if a kid watches that show and then discovers that there's nine seasons of the original show available, maybe they'll go back and watch the original. Reboots and remakes of popular properties never deter me the way they deter other people because where other people think that just because it exists and it's newer, it's therefore replacing quality. No, 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 no. You're not listening to the late, great, macho man, Randy Savage. The cream rises to the top. Rugrats is going to maintain its popularity. Regardless of reboots, they could reboot it 10, 15, 20 times. That original run of episodes stand for themselves. Don't let anything newer deter you from quality being what's really important here. Uh, Once again, I can't. I can't deny the impact that Rugrats had on our culture, on Nickelodeon, on television animation. Uh, it pretty much has done everything there is to do for a show. Uh, it, it pretty much crawled so SpongeBob could jog. I mean, without, without the Rugrats, I mean, I don't know if we get to SpongeBob. But, but certainly Nickelodeon having that uh, early success with Rugrats helped them handle the success of SpongeBob down the road. Next up, and the last of the three original Nicktoons, also premiering on August 11th, 1991, we have The Wren and Stimpy Show, created by John Chris Felucci. The show ran for five seasons of 52 episodes. I do have to say, though, a lot, a few other names have to be brought up here when when talking about the creation of Ren and Stimpy. Um, another name that has to be brought up is, of course, Bob Camp, and also Billy West, who helped bring the the voice of Stimpy and eventually Ren to the screen. Uh, in 1992, uh, late 1992, uh, Chris Volusci, the creator, was terminated by Nickelodeon, with eventually Bob Camp replacing him as the director. And then, of course, Billy West taking over the the role of Ren, which he had originally auditioned for. A lot of people seem to have forget that uh, and and think that Billy just took over the role when, in fact, the whole show was built on Billy West voicing both Ren and Stimpy. And after the show was picked up, uh, only then was John Kay willing to do the voice of Ren or or wanted to do the voice of Ren Uh, anyway uh, John Kay um, there's not a lot of good things to say about the man and the environment he helped create uh, over his time Um, he was a man that a lot of people a lot of aspiring animation artists looked up to because he, he was just such a wildfire in the field. He kind of came in out of nowhere and offered up this level of animation that... Uh, I mean, come on, go back and look. Ren and Stimpy was, was one of the most popular things in the early 90s. Uh, there were college parties coming together to watch episodes of Ren and Stimpy. There was such a level of enthusiasm that for Ren and Stimpy that existed, um, but eventually fizzled out because the creator just showed that he couldn't work in a professional environment and certainly couldn't work at a professional level with people. And And trust me, that is an understatement. I do want to keep this uh, show at a certain level of uh, of family friendliness. But um, as far as Ren and Stimpy go, I think the show itself can, can live on without needing John K. by its side. Uh, in fact, and I have proof of this, John K. doesn't really help out Ren and Stimpy at all, and I will point to Exhibit A, and the only exhibit I need to point to, uh, Ren and Stimpy Adult Party Cartoon, the spinoff of Ren and Stimpy that aired in 2003 for six episodes uh, during uh, Spike TV's time of trying to be the men's network, the male network. And during that time, they said, you know what men like? They like cartoons. So we're going to have a men animated adult swim type Hour of content And we're going to bring back John Chris Feluci To make adult Ren and Stimpy And guess what it's one of the worst pieces Of animation I've ever seen in My life and that's not an Understatement it is a travesty You want to talk about bad reboots Bad remakes that doesn't Get talked up enough Ren and Stimpy Adult party cartoon the original Ren and Stimpy's though are so good That even with That that spin-off being attached to it, it is still worth watching those original shorts that were made 30 years ago. Uh, So the 30 years, Ren and Stimpy and their popularity have maintained because those original shorts that aired on Nickelodeon are just so good, those original episodes. So um, there's not enough time to talk about everything I love about Doug and the Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy. As a kid, I enjoyed the Rugrats the most. I probably enjoyed Doug the second and the third was Ren and Stimpy. And honestly, that changed as I grew up because I got to see much more of Ren and Stimpy, but um I preferred some episodes over others. Like they would switch around the locations and sometimes the characters that like I, I wish whereas Rugrats and Doug kept their characters in a central location, they were able to build off of that location. Ren and Stimpy were usually all over the place. Um, and I don't know. There was just, there was uh, something about that humor didn't catch me when I was like four, but when I was six or seven, yeah, I really got into Ren and Stimpy. Doug, I think is really underappreciated. I think a lot of people remember it as being this very timid, naive, uh, maybe too optimistic of a show, maybe too too much for a younger audience but there's some genuinely funny jokes and characters in Doug I still think it's worth checking out 30 years later Uh, I do know all three shows are available on Paramount Plus of course Disney's version of Doug is available and complete on Disney Plus uh, not much I can really say about that. I've tried a few times. Uh, I've watched the Doug series in full and then gone right into Disney's Doug. And that first episode is OK and slightly jarring. But then everything after that is just like, oh, my goodness, I got, you know, some episodes I can get into and some not. But I, th- I, th- I think some things are still worth checking out. Uh, but anyway, we actually have one last show before we leave, because 31 years ago, On August 13th, 1990, the Nickelodeon game show Outta Here premiered on Nickelodeon. I have never seen this game show. It only ran for one year. It was pretty much done by 1991. So by the time I was actively watching Nickelodeon, uh, this was definitely off the air. Uh, but it was a game show that had kids partake in silly and wacky games there were two teams of children in the audience green and purple with all of the members of the teams wearing sun caps of their color I don't know what that tells me but oh I see the sun caps oh there's those little cheap little like visors and whatnot I see I'm looking at video footage of of here I just watched it but this is literally the first time watching out of here. <laughs> If this is a popular show for you, let me know in the comments below. Uh, if you have any any memories of the Rugrats, uh, Doug, Ren, and Stimpy, please, I'd love to hear them. Uh, the memories for me, a lot of them really have to do with the Rugrats, more, more or less. Uh, I was able to bond with my parents with the Rugrats, going to see Rugrats Live, the Rugrats movie. Uh, there wasn't much to bond with with Doug. I know my father brought me to see Doug's first movie, so there's that, but the man probably fell asleep during that one. Uh, and then Ren and Stimpy, I don't have much with my parents or, or people or whatnot. But definitely, when I grew up a little bit and was able to appreciate Ren and Stimpy on a deeper level, that that has always stuck with me. And even now, being able to go back and watch those old those old episodes and just go like, "Wow, this is this is crazy." I did pull out quickly uh, three recommendations for episodes, uh, all of which are available on Paramount Plus. So if you have Paramount Plus, First off, hashtag not sponsored. Uh, But if you have Paramount+, Plus, definitely check these episodes out. First off, for Doug, check out the Season 3 episode called Doug Inc. and Doug's Nightmare on Jumbo Street. That is a fantastic Doug episode that I recommend that you watch. Uh, As far as the Rugrats, I want you to go to Season 2, Episode 13, A Visit from Lipschitz and What the Big People Do. And for Ren and Stimpy, uh, since my favorite episode, Sven Hoek, is not available, I'll go to my second favorite, uh, the fifth episode from season one, Space Madness check that out uh, c- Celebrate I mean look it's it, that's an Hour and a half of content right there throw it on In the background uh, definitely Just celebrate the 30 years of the Nicktoons Any way you see fit but that Is this week in Nickelodeon history thank you For joining me my name is Captain Eric we will see you here Next week On the Lord Hutt Hero Hutt Nick. Huh? Huh? Nick 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 On the Rikki Tiki Low number one Nickelodeon